everyone, and welcome to Speak Brave Podcast. This is your host, Mark Guy. Today, I have a special friend, a return guest, uh, a dear friend, and a fa- world-famous entrepreneur and speaker, Hashim Francis. Hey, Hashim. How you doing, Mark? I appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast, Speak Brave. Um, looking forward to this interview. So, <laughs> let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, Hashim, what have you been up to in the last uh, year, year and a half, and how have you been adjusting? Well, the first thing uh, I have been doing is taking care of my health. That's most important. Um, I've been staying away, not traveling as much due to travel restrictions. Uh, just working more on my physical, taking care of my health, making sure I'm in the best shape. Uh, but it's also been a, a great time that I got to spend with my family, got to relax, put some uh, rest on my body, um, ease my mind, and also be able to spend some time with my wife and kids. You know, that, that's, that was most important. Um, that's the blessing that I found in this pandemic. I was able to plant a garden. I learned how to bake. I didn't burn down the kitchen. <laughs> Uh, worked on many different projects, but the most important thing I focused on was maintaining my health, building my health up. Mm. So where are you now as compared to a year ago? Like what kind of shifts have you made personally that you will will continue to do and what will you mm. stop doing? Well, it's the habits I've developed during this pandemic. I think you had two bo- two options. Basically, you can either create bad habits or create good habits. I said, during this time, how do I create good habits? Now in the first three months, I think this started back in March of 2020. Uh, the first three months, it was just trying to find my way. It's like a, a chicken with his head cut off. Cause you like, I'm used to being so busy moving, constantly on a run, uh, constantly traveling. That first 90 days, it was like, you're just stuck. You're just there, what's going to happen. So. I found myself uh, creating some bad habits that I, that didn't fit my type of lifestyle. Uh, um, found myself, I normally don't watch TV, but I found myself during that first 90 days, like, okay, nothing is moving. Let me watch this show. And I'm like, ah, that was an hour and a half of my life wasted. And many people don't know, uh, my family and I, we went 12 years without a TV. So to, to an hour and a half to me in front of a TV is, is like eternity. So I found myself developing that habit. And I said, you know what? That's not the best thing for me. Let me focus on some other habits, some good qualities. And as I said, I started working out more. Uh, I found me a mentor, a coach that helped me run my first two miles. Um, gentleman, he's in, well in his 60s. Him and his wife ran many marathons. I reached out to him and said, I have a goal. My first goal was to run two miles, was to run one mile first, which we did. Then we ran two miles. And then as I developed, start to build up that, that discipline and that structure in my body, I uh, found another coach who was to help, help me run 10 miles. So that was a big accomplishment. We used to run a 10K every Saturday morning, keep going, keep going. Then one week he tricked me into running seven miles. Then another morning he tricked me into running eight miles. And he didn't show me how much miles we were running to afterwards. So I was, he was building me up to run those 10 miles. But when we did the 10 miles, oh my God, that was a, a beautiful accomplishment. That was one of my, my greatest achievements to run 10 miles. And um, we've been doing it ever since. Every Saturday we go out, run 10 miles, or we'll do a 10K. Oh my so goodness. developing those good habits. 
also habits I picked up, I learned how to garden. I learned how to plant an actual flower. I also learned how to plant palm trees and learning about uh, also taking care of lawn. I always had a lawn service company come out and treat my lawn and different things. So uh, my neighbor had the time on her hand. He would show me how to take care of the lawn and make the lawn beautiful and different uh, nutrients and stuff you put on the lawn to make it look beautiful. So I've learned that. I learned about grass. Now, when things open back up, am I going to go back to doing that grass stuff? No way. <laughs> we'll hire somebody to come back in and do that. But I will continue to run, um, keep that discipline going, and also continue to work on my body and my mind. Um, you know, I've been, been reading some great books that have been helping me uh, learn different strategies in business and also looking at some new material that I think that will be beneficial for us to write as a company to bring towards the market. So what are the books have you been reading? What kind of uh, authors, what, what ideas you've been uh, working on? Well, one book I've been uh, focusing on is by Napoleon Hill and Clement E. Stone, um, The 17 Principles of Success. I've read this book maybe like 15, 20 times. So this is my 21st time. I just finished last week, but I, I find something new every time I pick up the book. And it talks about how do you uh, protect your space. One of the things it talks about how do you protect your mental space, uh, your spiritual space. You just don't give anyone access to your prized possession, your most prized possession, which is your space. How do you determine who should have access to your space? Because people can influence you either for good or for bad. Um, and the type of people you allow in your circle, it can affect you. It could affect you. So um, I was like, wow, it took me 21 times to pick that uh, to pick that quote up. And after I found it, I was like, man, this is very profound. I shared it with my wife. And you know what she said? I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> you know, it's always good to have a life partner who is always ha um, has your back and supporting you and really makes you part of a team. Uh, you're yeah. not alone. You're not alone, Hashim, I know. And I know that you um, and your spouse are a team and you show this and you show up as one every time. Absolutely. You have to be. You know, we have we have we created something for generations different. You know, we have children, so we want to be able to provide them with the right tools as well. But first and foremost, it's about us before the kids. You know, we got to take care of ourselves first. Well, me, I have to take care of me first before I can love her. If I don't take care of me, there's no way I can love her. If I'm not the best version of me, there's no way I can be the best version for her or vice versa. So by me taking care of myself and loving myself and building myself up, then I can be able to do those things for her. Uh, because I, always, I would tell people for years when someone would say they love me, right? Someone would say they love me, they're like, I love you. I would pause and think, and say, does that person love themselves? Because there's no way you can love me if you don't love yourself. So that's, and well, my wife and I, we always, that's our thing. Take care of self first, then you can take care of your partner and be the best version for them and you can build them up. And also the words you speak to one another. If you're always critical of one another, you're tearing each other down. We try to use words of positivity. And when I feel we going down that, that road to where it's like, 
know, during this pandemic, a lot of couples haven't spent this much time. You're in a hot house constantly. So you got to find new ways to do things. Uh, we take like three to four walks a day. Um, we decided uh, we right now we're doing a 30 day challenge. Um, when we go on our walks, we cannot talk about anything other than building. How do we build a business? How do we build our relationship? How do we build our fa family? How do we build our finances? No complaining, nothing else, no complaints, nothing else, not focusing on anything we have to do like chores or tasks. It's more about how do we build? And then we'll just spend that time walking. This is what we can do. This is a strategy. This is how we can take this and work things. That, that helps out a lot. So we, I think we're on day uh, 10 now. We're actually on day 10. Wow. Hashim, I love this. This is a great idea for everyone who is watching and listening. And they can perhaps do some uh, version of this in their life, right? You know, yeah. trust their partner, uh, invite them into their lives more and more and more, and really build it as a team. You know, yeah. I really love it. You know, I'm very big on leadership and team building, as you know, as well, and self-development. Have been yes. many years, so I I support it, and I'm very grateful you share this with me. One thing I want to ask you is this, Hashim. Mm -hmm. So now we're in 2021. Uh, mm -hmm. 2020, there was a lot of uh, humor saying, "Oh, Vision 2020," or what is it? Uh, <laughs> hindsight 2020, right? And everyone was so excited. Yeah, 2020 is going to be my year, and you know everything has happened. So yes. after you know, now we here now. Uh, it's been a year and a half, right? Almost, oh, actually a year, not a year and a half. Mm -hmm. What, as you had, you said that 90 days transition period and then developing mm -hmm. the strong mental and uh, uh, physical habits. When you look mm -hmm. back at your lifetime before 2020, what kind of things have you reflected on saying, okay, I was doing good before, but I, I could have done this different perhaps or this was not visible to me at that time. What are some of the deep reflections you have thought that, okay, um, and you would never probably would have thought about it if it wasn't for the health crisis and the time you had to reflect? Well, stopping and smelling the roses is once, you know, uh, one, one of the things I, I, I've learned, learning to appreciate and be grateful um, for, you know, things that you have, you know, gratitude, being grateful. Um, learning how to just pause for a moment and just say, thank you, God. You know, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, sometimes when I walk and I see a beautiful, beautiful flower or something, uh, beautiful scene, I'll stop and say, thank you, God, for blessing my eyes to see that beauty. Uh, some of those things when previously before this pandemic, I would just go. Yeah, I could go. I could see a beautiful flower and not even notice it. Um, and in different places I've been. I, I told my wife, I, we've been to some beautiful hotels. I mean, some without bless, without travel. And I noticed we never enjoyed, we had never enjoyed the pool area of any of those hotels. We're always in our business suits. When, when the event is over, we, we're back and our business suits still business minded. When I was thinking like, maybe we should have just took those suits off and went down to the pool and had a good time, enjoyed ourselves some of those times. You reflect on those moments, like, man, I've been, uh, it was a hotel in Palm Springs, uh, Palm Springs, California. Uh, it was a hotel where a boat comes into the hotel, it actually pulls into the lobby of the hotel. 
And I told my wife, you know what? I never took the time out to get on that boat going into that hotel. I never enjoyed the beautiful pool. Uh, I did go on a golf course and play golf, but some of the other things I was like, you never really got to enjoy some of the things. So when I go to Canada, it was like more doing business, uh, just go go uh, meet with my clients, do business, do an event, back to the hotel, eat, do it again the next day because I'm around. I'm in Canada three to four days every year, but since the pandemic, I haven't been there. I miss my Canadian friends. Canadian business partners. Oh, man. I love those guys. Treat me very well when I go there. Uh, but it's some of the things you, 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 you fail to be grateful for that you, you miss out of your life. Uh, I miss going into an airport uh, and, and having that excitement. I miss you know, getting that hotel room key and then pushing that, putting that key on the door and then opening the door and seeing what the room is going to look like. I miss those things. But I'm also appreciative that I can sleep in my bed. You know, I get to enjoy my home. Um, you know, we've been in our home. This is going on the third year. Our first year, it was like we were just renting a home or something. Like we were never there because we were always traveling. But the pandemic gave us an opportunity to really get to enjoy our home, really get to look at the room and say, OK, ah, I think we should put this here or we can put this here. Let's change this color. Let's do this scheme or let's different things you get to work on as a family in your home. So uh, that's a great thing. Um, also, you know, lost a couple family members during the pandemic, uh, some uh, pillars in my family. So took losses as well and learning how to, how do we adjust as a family because we still haven't came together as a family to grieve together because you can't be together, you know, due to social distancing, but it, you got to learn to adapt. We all adapt and everyone is going through changes. No one is exempt from these changes. So we all have to find ways to adapt to this new lifestyle that we live in. So, but being grateful, be grateful. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thank you, Hashim, uh, for sharing this. And I'm sorry to hear about uh, your family loss. Ooh. And um, my prayer is for healing. And Absolutely. For one thing I want to ask you, uh, Hashim, is this. You know, when you talked about traveling, mm -hmm. when you talked about smelling the roses and enjoying the pool, enjoying the amenities and just enjoying this brief moments, right? We have mm -hmm. to ourselves. I have read an article yesterday that there's this huge pent-up demand for travel on Pinterest. Uh, <laughs> number one, uh, theme on Pinterest is what? Not food, not home decorating, but travel. Mm -hmm. People are so focused on travel. They are imagining traveling. They're imagining going to places. And I was thinking that the cruise lines, the airlines, the hotels, there's going to be a huge uh, snapback, like, you know, like yeah. a, a pent up demand. So that's the one business opportunity for them. So if they stayed in business and persevered, there's a big reward to be reaped. Not uh, just for them, for us as well. For, for us Everyone as well. So what do, you, what do you see as a business opportunities for entrepreneurs who are watching and listening um, that they can offer additional services and products and uh, solutions for their clients? What kind of opportunities seeking have you done and what do you see ahead? Well, 
first, you know, we, we, we're, we're as a business, we are prepared for when things do open up and people want to travel. So we, we are on the other side of that ready and prepared. So when things do happen, uh, we can become profitable from that as well. Uh, because people do need to travel and everything. So uh, that, that's that's something we're looking forward to. Um, but for those other people that's looking to learn how they can uh, benefit or add value to people that's looking to travel. If, so, if you're someone that's well-traveled, you can start a blog, you can start a podcast about traveling, giving people advice on different places they can go. Because a lot of people are just at home imagining, visioning, Okay, I want to go to Italy. I want to go to France. I want to go to Paris. I want to go to Dubai. I want to go here. They, they're just saying, but they've never been. Because before the pandemic, they weren't traveling, but it created that urge. I need to get out and see more in life. So it's a huge opportunity for those that are in the traveling business to be able to provide services to people that travel, that are looking to travel. Um, it's a huge opportunity. I think it'll be a huge spike, as you said. But it'll level off eventually, but you want to be at the forefront of it if you want to get profitable. So you're at the forefront of when that spike happens, you do very well. <laughs> you do very well. Yeah. Um, what kind of things are you working on in your business? What What can we expect from uh, Build to Prosper companies, um, hopefully in the next, uh, next uh, immediate future and beyond? Well, currently we're working on uh, different we're, we're looking to release new books, uh, come out with several books that we think that will be able to help people develop strategies because things are changing. It's not, it's not business as usual. Once things, everyone decides to get vaccinated or not get vaccinated, whatever people's decisions are, things are not going to be business as usual. As you know, a lot of corporations are working remotely. So it's how do you adapt to working remotely? A lot of commercial real estate is going to be on the market. A lot of these um, new developments, you have a new surge of millennials and I'm not sure what's the generation after them, what they, what they call them, Generation Z or they, these, uh, that generation, um, you're looking at, you'll look across Orlando, you see a lot of apartment buildings going up, right? It's another huge opportunity, another good business to be in because that generation, they're not looking into home ownership. They don't want that responsibility. They don't want to cut the grass. They don't want that. They just want that apartment complex. Someone, something breaks, they can always call somebody to come fix. They don't have those maintenance problems. So that's a huge opportunity for, um, you know, those that are investors to get into. But we're looking into bringing some new books to share new strategies with uh, the people that we're close to, uh, the team that we have across uh, the globe help them get situated. We do have uh, some partners that are going and moving into the entertainment business um, because that's becoming huge. Uh, Amazon, Netflix created a huge opportunity for uh, the entertainment industry and independent uh, artists or film directors, musicians. So they leveled the playing field. So all you need is a camera, good studio equipment, good lighting, good editing, and you can make a good movie. You can also produce video. So. There's so many different opportunities out there. So people just have to find out uh, which way they, they're going to go, what they're good at. If you're not good at find the person that is good at it and make that investment in them. You don't have to be the expert in everything. So that, that's, that's how you get sick. That's how you make, that's how you become profitable. Find people much smarter than you are. 
and invest in them, constantly invest in finding those opportunities to invest in. Technology is never going away. Uh, I know people who invested in Zoom are very happy right now. <laughs> you know, Microsoft is happy with their uh, Microsoft Teams product. So you have different, um, uh, what was the other? Uh, Citrix was, uh, you know, a lot of these different companies became very profitable during this pandemic. And those that were at the beginning of it found themselves doing very well. So I think everyone has to, those that are into that, some people just want to work a career, find a career path. You know, the medical industry, um, they, they need a lot of nurses, need a lot of doctors. Uh, if I was younger, like say if I was in my early 20, I would have been thinking about going to medical school right now because, you know, but I can't deal with blood or needles and everything. So that wouldn't even work for me. Uh, but the medical industry needs a lot of help. So it's, it's, it's so many different ways to go, different opportunities. And people just have to sit back and plan, write your plan down. Okay, this is, this is where I'm seeing, analyze. Don't listen to, I see a lot of hype uh, going on out there. A lot of hype that's being pushed right now. A lot of get rich quick, do this, join this investment club, join, do this, and we can, you have to be very careful. You have to be very mindful. Take, you know, take a step back, analyze what's going on, get the information, read, and see if it works for you. Because everything, something that works for me may not work for you. Something may work for you, Mark, that may not work for me. So everyone doesn't have the same strategy or the same goals, same destination. So find out what works for you and implement and keep going until you reach your goal. Uh, don't give up. So it's, it's continuously finding things that you can work on, different strategies that, 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 that works for you and your business and implement. That's it. Yeah. There's no more talking right now. You can't, you can, you can study a lot, but you have to implement sometimes. You have to put it to practice. And the, as you know, the speaking business has changed. Uh, there's no more uh, huge conference rooms, no more lobbies, no more nice speaker fees to come out and speak. Those days are, I won't say it's over, but it's, it's kind of dry right now. It's kind of dry, but a lot of people have to find, people that are in the speaker's business have to find ways to, how do I do it? How do I add value? to where uh, a company can invite me to one of their Zoom calls to do a training. That's a different strategy. A lot of people are afraid of the camera. You know that camera? People don't like to be seen. A lot of people are afraid of, uh, you know, you, it's very hard to get somebody on a video. It's very hard. Um, so it's how do you build value as a speaker uh, to where companies still want to pay you for your services to join any of their conference calls. I know there's a lot of what they call video conferences taking place, um, which I think is great. It's still, but you have to be able to add that value. You know, those old strategies is not working. You can't get on there and talk about old strategy because the playing field has changed. You have to. I agree with you. Um, it has changed a lot. And if you are thinking about making a viable business, whether it's new or uh, amplifying augmenting you can no longer rely on them. if you're in business right if you're either side hustle or your main um, income generating activity if you are employed uh, you know that good for you you know you you know you have a steady job but for everyone who is 
entrepreneur or running a business, you always have to be on the lookout, and especially now. And as you probably know, a lot of businesses have went under or have um, closed or moved on. Yeah, some, yeah, a lot of them did. Right? Also, I think the people that are employed as well is how to, you're going to have to find ways to add value to companies now because things have changed for them. There's no status quo. You going in just working a nine to five and go home is how do you add value to that company? So that's something for those that are employed, we should think about every day. Am I adding value to my company? And don't ever think that you're not replaceable. Everyone's replaceable in any business, but it's also um, how do you add value to the company that you're working for? Um, so if, and if you are employed, be grateful. That's, you know, be grateful that the company is still operating and they're still uh, providing a paycheck to you and your family. So those are good things to be grateful for. Yeah. So Hashim, what would you say to, um, I know you have, um, right. And you are, what would you tell to the new, next generation uh, of entrepreneurs and change makers? What kind of words of wisdom do you have for them? Uh, to be honest, that, the next generation, I'm very, I'm like kind of concerned about the next generation because it's uh, the, 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 the drive you know, from my generation and previous gen to drive. These guys are more technology phone. Um, you know, you can be with, they spend a lot of time looking down instead of looking up. And you can miss a lot in life by not looking up. And I, I think that that's what concerns me more about the, the generation after the millennials. They are spending so much time looking down instead of looking up and experiencing life, getting to really enjoy life. They spend so much time looking at other people's lives through social media platform that they don't really, it kind of beat them down. Like they feel, they see someone um, supposedly living this great lifestyle through social media and they feel down on themselves. They're like, oh, but my life is not the same way or I don't, my, my photos don't look as good as that person. It's like, that doesn't matter. That, that whole social media thing is a facade. You don't know that person, good lighting, good camera, take a picture and they can be going to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know, not saying anything wrong with peanut butter and jelly. But, you know, they, people can put on a show on social media, that perception of that, that they're doing well uh, is out there. But I, I think people have to stop comparing their life to what other people are doing. Uh, and, and use their social media. Some people use the social media to add value. I think um, the way I use social media is how do I add value to people's life? It, is, is what I'm going to share, is it going to add value? It's something I've learned I want to share with others to help, not to belittle, not to put down. I see a lot of people uh, degrade themselves just for likes and followers. Um, to do anything, I'm just, but I, to the next generation, I just want them to focus more. Don't spend so much time looking down, focus more on looking up so you can experience life, your life, not someone else's life, but your life and be grateful that you, you know, you breathe in and don't get caught into that whole thing. You know, it's enjoy your life. Basically. Mm. That's what I want to say. Enjoy your life, not someone else's. I like it. Um, Hashim, this is great. I think it will be helpful. And I know that it's coming from a place of deep compassion from you. 
So what I'd like to uh, ask you is, so what's next for you? And then we'll wrap it up uh, how people can find you online or anywhere. Yeah, what's next is uh, we, we're, we're going to, I think it's time for me to start doing more videos because I haven't done any videos in a year and a half. I've been enjoying myself, you know, finding different, um, people always reach out. Why you don't do videos? Why you don't do a podcast? I'm like, I don't really have the time to do that. Plus when I'm moving, I'm thinking, I'm implementing. So I don't have time to say, hey, let me pause and record a video or let me do this. And the reason we connected, I'm like, man, I haven't spoke to Mark in a long time. I haven't done a podcast in a long time. So let me reach out. So it's finding those opportunities. I have to step back and remember, hey, you, you, you can take 10, 15 minutes out of your day to record something to add value uh, instead of going. Because some of these videos, you know, after I leave here, some of these videos will be a part of legacy and that's what we feel to realize like the videos like this things we put on social media will be a part of your legacy and what do you want to leave on this earth what do you want people to remember you as do you want people to lie at your funeral or you want them to tell the truth um you know everyone get i, I think 90 percent of the people uh get lied uh their 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 lifestyle is lied about you, you was a, a rude, uh, wretched person. You know, they say, oh, he was a good person. No, I want people to speak truth. And then there's footage, or there's actual proof in the pudding. You know what I mean? That, that's the type of person that I am. So that's the thing is, how do we continue to build the legacy? How do we continue to uh, provide value, um, develop leaders? How do we continue to build the business? How do we continue um, to... You no, know, even a play in the field for those that are associated with us. So we can all can win together. There's enough uh, tables out there to be built. You know, we, we talk about the CEO table is either you're the chief excuse officer of your corporation or you're the chief executing officer. Are you getting it done? Are you willing to put the work in and stay productive? So we, we, we got a lot to do. We got a lot of uh, strategizing to continue to do. Uh, things are changing. You know, there's no set stone right now. There's no set stone of saying this is the way to do it because things can change tomorrow. They can say uh, you won't be able to do traveling unless you're vaccinated. You won't certain. We don't know what's going to happen. So it's all just sit back, find different strategies. But uh, we all will be producing some books coming to help with the leadership development. Um, so we, we have a lot going on that we're grateful for. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Hashim, what's the best way people can get in contact with you or find your work? Well, you can just go to builttoprosper.com. You can find anything about me at builttoprosper.com. You can, uh, some of our books are there. We have our magazine, we have apparel, um, where you can connect with us through social media, through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, builttoprosper.com. That's the best way to reach us. Uh, we would love to connect. If you have questions, just send the company an email. We'll see if we can connect with you. But don't bombard us with a lot of emails. Don't do that because we don't have time to be sitting there sending emails like that. I Not productive you. use of time. I hear you. Uh, definitely. So I'll put a link in a, in a published uh, show notes so people can reach out and find more about you. 
And the reason I love work, um, working and talking to Hashim, he's always honest, always on point. It doesn't hold back. So it's always a pleasure. Thank you for being here with me and with my listeners and with everyone who's watching and listening. So Hashim, thank you, everyone. And remember, um, enjoy your life and uh, be grateful. And this is, this is a magic course. This is a magic course. So thank you, everyone. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this episode with everyone you care about in your life. And I will see you next time. Don't forget to speak brave.